really important to be thankful for the things that God has done. Actually, there's a, when she was talking about that, there's a scripture that came to me. And, um, because I've been looking at things happening, sudden things happening. And, um, in Acts 16 and verse 25, this is after Paul and Silas were imprisoned for um, making a difference, for causing and stirring up all kinds of things because of the power of God. And they were thrown in prison, and it says, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to him. How many, how many people, the first thing they think of is singing praises and hymns to God and being thankful, in other words, when you get thrown in prison? First thing. But verse 26 says, suddenly, as a result of what they did, and, and like what Sandra was saying, as a result of their response to a difficult situation, watch, suddenly there was a great earthquake. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken, immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, he woke up, thought, oh my gosh, the prisoners are gone, they're going to kill me, I might as well kill myself. Starts to kill himself, Paul says, no, hey, we're all here, come and let's talk about this. And prison doors were open and Paul didn't run out because he wasn't afraid. And... The fearlessness came from being thankful and singing praise in the midst of something that's difficult. And Sandra was just talking about that. Sometimes things can get tight. You can get frustrated. But when you begin to thank God and praise him for things, suddenly things happen. Everybody say suddenly. Suddenly. Just suddenly things happen. When you're faithful to do what's right just because it's right, things begin to happen. And God wants you and I to be locked into that, I'm telling you. You're going to hear a lot more of that talked about in the the days ahead. So tonight, um, that was free. This This is the juicy stuff. Tonight we're in our series, continuing our series on the gifts of the Spirit. And... um, our, we're going to read our foundation scripture out of um, Romans, I mean, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians 12, and we're going to look at these again. And um, tonight, um, we're, going to, we're going to get into the third revelation gift. And, um, you know... I want you to, I want you to really be thinking more and more about the importance of these gifts in your life. If you know and I, and I've said this before but if if I have a gift to give you if it's a real gift and it's heartfelt and it's thought through and it's something that you really want then it'll profit you. 
And as we've read in this passage in 1 Corinthians 12, these gifts are meant to profit us. And I really believe that God, I really believe that, that we're in a time that many of the prophets of old prophesied about. Isaiah prophesied over and over and over about times when darkness would cover the earth and gross darkness the people. And the darkness on the people is in their eyes. It's the way they see things. It's the way they hear things. It's the way people comprehend things. And, and he talked, and he was very, very, Isaiah was very serious. If you, re, if you read, especially from about chapters um, 45 and on in Isaiah, he talks numerous times of difficult times in the earth. And what he was doing was prophesying. He was speaking words of wisdom about future things that would happen. And there'd be times when darkness would cover the earth and gross darkness the people. And um, we live in a nation where darkness has set in in a subtle way. You know, somebody didn't just come into our nation and turn the lights out. It's been seeping in and seeping in and seeping in. And, 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 it's, and it seeps into the how people see and how people hear. And if you can change the way people hear things and then the way people see things as a result of the way they think, then you have a whole nation. Because as a man thinks, he is that way. No matter what, you're that way. And so I believe for such a time, that's why I'm taking so much time on these Wednesday nights. And I'm teaching this on Wednesday. I mean, we've had a couple of interruptions, but I'm going to teach this on Wednesday until I'm through with these. And I'm not going to rush through them. And, and as we've taken the last few weeks on the, on the gift of the word of wisdom and the gift of the word of knowledge and understanding those, God gave these to us. They're at our, they're at our disposal. They're, they're, they're here for us to make a difference in this life and, and empowering us to cause not only ourselves, but through us, other people to profit. These gifts were intended to be used as the Lord wills these gifts in given situations to profit people's lives. And I really believe, you know, you, you, can, you can download and listen to these messages online on, on the website. Just go there and, and download and listen to these. You need to listen to them over and over again because I spent a lot of time really dissecting some things in Scripture that have to do with these gifts because we need them operating in and through our lives now. But remember, two things, as I've told you, they're as God wills. These specific gifts are as God wills them through people's lives to profit others, okay? And, and they're as he wills, but they are to profit. It's as God wills, but it's to bring profit to people, okay? So, I'm just going to review a few things that we had talked about in, in the last uh, few services. Um, I've, got these, I've got these gifts separated in three different categories. 
And the, the first category are the revelation gifts. And I said that revelation gifts reveal something. The next three are the power gifts, and they do something. And the utterance gifts or the spoken gifts, they say something. And these three revelation gifts are to reveal specific things. And I, and I made this point, and, and ever since I've been teaching this, I've, I've studied this and taught on this for years. But ever, this time, ever since I've been teaching and, and as I'm studying first and, and putting things together, because I never preach something the same way twice, but as I've been going over this, I've been thinking about this thought that I've told you the last few services. And that is that these revelation gifts have the capability of revealing everything that God knows and that God thinks. These three revelation gifts have the potential to reveal everything that God is and that he thinks. And yet, and yet, what what these do is they bring to us a fraction of what he thinks about a given situation. So that if I'm giving somebody a word of knowledge or I'm getting a word of knowledge from God, God's not going to give me everything that he thinks about that thing so that I have to do something with what he gives me. When we taught on the message, Holy Spirit, the help, what he is is a help. He's not a doer. He doesn't do it for us. People that are waiting on God to do many things will wait till they go to the grave because God is waiting on us to take the things that he gives us and for us to do something with it. So, so God will give us a fraction of that. You know, a, an incomplete sentence is a sentence fragment, right? It, it's a fragment of, of a whole sentence. If I come to Dale and I say, Dale, I'm packed and ready to go. That sentence in, in delivering information to Dale cannot stand on, it, on its own. It needs more information because it's just a fragment. It's just a piece and a part of what the true sentence is. But if I come to Dale and I said, hey, Dale, I'm flying to the East Coast and I need a ride to the airport and I've got all my bags packed and I need to know if you'll give me a ride. Well, that pretty much gives him most of the information to satisfy why I would say anything to him. But to give him that sentence, that, that fragment of a sentence, for him to get more information from me, he's got to ask me, right? That's what God's looking for is for us to come to him and ask him. Okay, God, I got that word of knowledge, but what, what, is that, what does that mean? What, what do I need to do with that word? And And those that hear the voice of God, they're the manifested sons and daughters of God in the earth. Those that hear his voice. So he gives us things 
to give to other people sometimes, but he also gives us things for ourselves to profit us so that we can be convinced that God is who he says he is. And when other people ask us about God, we can tell them how real God is the same way. Amen? So these gifts are for a specific purpose to bring profit. So we've talked about word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and tonight we're talking about the gift of the discerning of spirits. Um, there's, there's, There's truly not anything that God knows. There's nothing, the scriptures reveal to us, there's nothing that God knows that can't be revealed to us. People say, well, you just never know what God's going to do. It's because you don't know God. You never know what God's going to do. He may do this. He may kill my child. He may do, no, you don't know God. You don't know the nature of God. I'm just throwing little things out there like that. That's not the nature of God. There's no killing in our God, okay? There's no, there's no killing nature. There's no murdering nature in him. Murder and those type of things and death came as a result of the choice of man and the fall of man. And what that also cut off until Jesus Christ came was the ability to discern. But today you and I have the ability to discern specific things, okay? But the gift of the Spirit uh, of the, the, the gift of discerning of spirits is not discernment. The gift of the discerning of spirits is not discernment. The gift of the discerning of spirits is one thing. Actually, it's more limited than the the gift of the word of knowledge or the gift of the word of wisdom. Because what it is, is the ability to see into the realm of spirits. The gift of the discerning of spirits. It's not the gift of having discernment and then having a critical spirit about other people's lives. It's not what it says. You have to take the word literally for what it means. I'm going to say it again. The gift of the discerning of spirits is not the gift of discernment. Because... And we've taught this here many times. We talk about it and we talked in our Holy Spirit series. Everybody that's born of the Spirit of God is connected, their human spirit is connected to the Holy Spirit. And we have, we have this avenue with God and this connection with God to be able to hear the voice of God and as a result have discernment about specific things. We can have, you know... <clears throat> One time, years ago, in our church here, we had somebody preaching in our church in the first year that we were here. They were, they were preaching, 
And I'm sitting and listening to this guy preach, and I'm thinking, there's something wrong. I'm just thinking this to myself. The first year we were here, he was preaching the word. I invited him to come, and I'm thinking there's something wrong. I was, I was discerning something that wasn't right. I, I didn't see a demonic spirit. I didn't see something controlling his life. I had discernment that there was something that wasn't right. Every one of us sitting here tonight have the ability to discern right and wrong. Because of the Holy Spirit, if you're born of the Spirit of God, you're connected to God with your human spirit. And your human spirit, connected to God, can hear the voice of the Spirit telling you something's not right. That's discernment. And every born-again Christian has discernment. That's not this gift here in 1 Corinthians 12. This gift in 1 Corinthians 12 is the gift of the discerning of spirits, plural. The other thing, you know, I always like to say what something like this isn't because it helps to define what it is, right? But the other thing that this gift isn't is just discerning evil spirits. Because there's three classes of spirits in the earth. If you don't know this, just write it down. It didn't matter. Just write it down and and get a hold of this as we, as we continue to teach this. But there's three classes of spirits. And you can just say there's good, there's bad, and there's human. There's good, bad, and human. God, the devil, and, and human spirits. And a lot of times, the devil gets blamed for things that are a result of stuff just in our human spirit. Things in us that we've not learned to overcome and deal with, we did, you know, a lot of times people will blame that on the devil. When, it's, when, when maybe it's indirectly, demonically influenced, but it's not specifically a demon spirit. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're dealing with, you know, uh, being mad at someone, you know, well... You know, the, the devil just got in the, no, you, you're mad. You know, you can say, well, that, that's indirectly related to, you know, the spirit of anger or whatever, yeah? And, and in, in my early years of, of church world, you know, people wanted to cast a demon out of everybody that had any kind of thing that was weird. If they were mad, we're going to cast a mad devil out of them, you know? If they're angry, we're going to cast an angry devil. And, and those were just human spirits or human attributes that people had not conquered and overcome in their life. Now, I'm not saying that the enemy didn't influence that, but it wasn't just a specific demon spirit that possessed that person. If you're born of the Spirit of God, the devil has no right in you. You understand? And every time something comes to you or you have to deal with something in your mind, you have the ability and the authority to rise up and overcome the situations that you face. Every one of us. I don't care who you are. So, <clears throat> a couple things in regards to... Um, in regards to this spirit and how it operates... Um, 
Actually, let's look at 1 Corinthians 12. Let's just read from... We've read all those other verses over and over and over again. Let's just start with verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all, as we said. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually as he wills them. So, I believe that the key to these gifts operating in your and my life is very, very simple. If I spend time learning and developing my ability to hear the voice of God, then he can speak these fragments of words or or fragments of information that he is conveying to me to show me things about specific spirits or whatever that I need to know for a given situation. And, and, you know, many times we just think that God reveals that there's a demon spirit, but, many, but, but there are a lot of times there are good spirits that are working on our behalf that God wants to reveal and show you. But he can't if we don't develop our ability to hear. We have to learn how to hear the voice of God. And if we're not developing that ability to hear, then here are these gifts that have been given to us and set here and and at our disposal to, to cause us to operate at a higher level than just the natural realm. These are spiritual gifts. Verse 1 of that chapter 12 said, Now concerning spiritual gifts, I don't want you to be ignorant. Why? Because they're here, man. We don't have to just live and exist on planet earth and operate in the natural realm. We can operate in the next level up in the spirit realm. Operating in the spirit realm gives us an added advantage in operating in this life because the enemy can't wear you out and beat you up through natural things that he does to most people. He beats most people up. He sets them up. Because they don't know how to hear the voice of God, number one. And then we're not developing ourselves and positioning ourselves for God to use us in these gifts of the Spirit. Because they're as He wills in given situations. Now, I said all that to say a few other things. Um, So... Okay, let me make two points. I want you to look at Ephesians 4. I want to make these two points. Ephesians 4. (coughs) 
And I want you, I want, I want you to think about this also. Um, I'm kind of just laying a foundation as I've done each time. It's taken two Wednesdays to get through each of these. So just kind of laying a foundation, and then we're going to really dig in next Wednesday in, in regards to this gift. But I want you to think about this. <clears throat> if, if this gift is not to reveal the failures of mankind, okay, that's not what this gift is, if it's not, then because <clears throat> if, if God was using you and I to reveal the failures and exposing the failures of other people, he wouldn't say, judge not lest you be judged. And his great commandment would not be, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and then love your neighbor as you love yourself, and your neighbor is everybody else but yourself. Okay? So think about this. People say, yeah, but, but what about the faults of other people? The love and the kindness of God covers a multitude of mistakes. Now, if you and I are really walking in discernment in our own lives, if we're really hearing the voice of God day to day, what's going to be revealed to us is how to pray for people that make mistakes. I'll tell you right now, the judgment that a lot of people want to turn on others, if you turn that judgment on yourself just for a short period of time, you'll never do it again because you won't like it. It's ugly. What you judge others with, if you turn that judgment on yourself, nobody wants that. God said, leave the judge into me. I can handle it better, and I'm a lot more fair than you are. And if that's the case, then we can live our lives loving people because a multitude of sins are covered up in the love of God. So when I'm loving, what my love does and what my actions do and what my prayers and the things that I'm speaking do is it helps to cover and ex even expose and cause things to come out. And, and most people don't know that or even believe that because they don't spend very much time doing that. And if we do that, and here's the point I want to make, if we do that, our spirit's going to be open to be used for God to will to us fragments and pieces that we need to know about spirits. Because listen, if there are good spirits and bad spirits and human spirits, I want to know how to tell the difference. You understand? If you're yelling and hollering and Speaking to a spirit of fear, and there's no such spirit of fear even around you, it'll probably call in spirits of fear. See? Because we don't know what we're doing, and we're speaking things that are not, a we're not hitting the bullseye. We're not saying what needs to really be said, and we're not addressing what really needs to be addressed. We're focusing on the wrong thing. Why? Because we're not walking in personal discernment, number one hearing the voice of God, and being able to tell what it is that we're up against. We can know. You ever hear anybody say, and if you've ever said it yourself, I just encourage you to repent and just expect to know everything that God wants you to know. If you ever hear or you've said it yourself, you never know what God's going to do. That's not true. 
we can know the things that have freely been given to us by God and know how to live in them and operate in them. Amen. It's all through Scripture. Amen? Where did I tell you to go? Ephesians. Ephesians 4 and verse 32. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. What am I talking about tonight? Being open to be used in the gift, the gift of the discerning of spirits. Men, if you know what's operating against you and your words are hitting the bullseye, those things are paralyzed. They have no authority to operate. Absolutely none. But it's a gift. It's not discernment. It's the discerning of the spirit realm and the spirits in the spirit realm and what's working either against us or for us. Amen? So, Look at Acts chapter 16, and I'm going to end with this tonight. Acts chapter 16. Um, Acts 16 and verse 16. I want, to, I want to just point something out here. I'm going to read from down to verse 24, and I want you to look at this. <clears throat> now, it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us, who brought her masters much profit for fortune-telling. Got the picture? This girl followed Paul and us. This is, Luke's, this is Luke writing the book of Acts saying this when he's talking about we and us. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaimed to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days, but Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and he said to the Spirit, he said to the Spirit, He didn't say to the girl, he said to the spirit. So how could Paul talk to the spirit? How could Paul talk to the spirit? All right, now, now, I want to make this point. I'm going to just drive this home and then I'm done for tonight, okay? But I want you to think about this. Okay, if if you have information in your thinking, if you have information where you think you know You, you think you know something about a demonic spirit. Let's say that, um, let's say that somebody you know at work is just, you know, they're really ugly. They're working, I mean, just everything that they do, they're, they're spreading lies about you. Let's just say they're, they're, their life is directed at you. They're telling the boss lies about you, trying to get you fired and demoted and losing your pay and all this kind of stuff. 
And so somebody comes along and tells you that, um, you know, that that, that guy's demon-possessed. This person is demon-possessed because he's, of what he's doing. And they tell you that um, there's, a, you know, there's, a spirit of, um, there's a spirit of death on this guy. Let's just say they, they throw something out there like that. And so you think, because of what someone else said, that there's a spirit of death working on this guy and that spirit of death is working against you and trying to ruin your life and remove you from the position and all these kind of things and now you're in fear and, and all this stuff is, now you're all bottled up in this thing and you're trying to figure out what to do. And so somebody just tells you that you just need to pray against that spirit. Well, so is that person who got natural information are they operating in this gift of the discerning of spirits? Well, here's Paul preaching the word, and this girl comes and starts following him. I mean, he's never seen this girl ever before in his life, okay? And Actually, she's stirring up stuff because what she does, she does for a living to make other people a lot of money. And so she's, she's stirred up about all kinds of stuff, and she's stirring up. Paul and them are trying to preach the word, and the Bible says he became extremely annoyed with her, okay? And he turns around to her, and he speaks to the Spirit, and we'll finish what, what happened here but he speaks to the Spirit. Now, if he spoke to a specific spirit and it changed this woman's life, then he had to supernaturally, everybody say, everybody say this, these are supernatural gifts. They're not based on the natural realm. They're not based on the knowledge that you have in the natural. So somehow, the Apostle Paul had to have some form of a supernatural vision or impartation from God about what this spirit was if it changed this woman and changed the situation, okay? Because I believe by this time in the Apostle Paul's life, he's not in this Christian thing just to play around. He was a serious educated guy that knew who he was and considered everything that he had learned up to this point in his life like dumb, that he may know Christ and he may know God and be able to hear the voice of God. So he had to have, in this time period, it didn't say exactly how many days she was doing this or whatever, but in this time period, he, he had to have had some form of a visitation, vision from God or an understanding from God about what was going on here. And when he got that, look what happens. Um, he becomes annoyed and he turns to the Spirit. I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And he came out that very hour. That Spirit came out that 
very hour. He didn't speak to the girl. He didn't yell and scream at the girl. He didn't get in his flesh and his emotions. He got irritated because of what she was doing. But God revealed to her what she was operating under, and he spoke to that spirit, and he cast that spirit away from her. Why? Because he operated in the gift of the discerning of what the spirit was, and it changed the woman's life. Watch what happens. But when her masters saw that her hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas, and he drug them into the marketplace to the authorities, and they brought them to the magistrates and said, These men, being Jews, exceedingly trouble our city. And they teach customs which are not lawful for us, being Romans, to receive or observe. Then the multitude rose up against them, and the magistrate tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely, having received such a charge. But he put them in the prison, and he fastened their feet in the stocks. And then I just read to you what happened after that. You say, ah, yeah, I want to operate in this gift. Maybe. Because when you start addressing and discerning spirits correctly because of what God has revealed to you. See, Paul didn't know this girl. He didn't know he had any natural information about what this girl operated in. But those buddies of hers, those guys, her bosses, they got ticked because now she wasn't making them any money because she got free of that thing that was controlling her life. That spirit of divination is what was on her life. And he addressed that spirit and he cast that spirit out of her because he knew exactly what it was. I'm telling you today, you and I have at our disposal the gift of the discerning of spirits that will profit people's lives if we're developing a relationship with God where we can hear the voice of God and when he brings us a, a fragment of information, when he reveals us to us something that is very clear, then we can do that. Now, as I end this, I want to say this to you and I want to give you just a personal little story of something that happened to me. These three revelation gifts can all work together simultaneously. And I'll show you how. Let's take the word, I'm going to take a situation that happened to me years ago, about 19, probably 20 or more years ago, this, this happened to me. And this is something that happened with me with my mother, my, my birth mother. And um, actually, I'm going to mention three things. I'm going to mention discernment, the gift of the word of knowledge, and the gift of the discerning of spirits. Okay? So, my mother's sister lived in Reno, Nevada. She had gotten ill. And so, I mean, like to the point of death, or, or was that's what she was believing. And so my mom wanted to go and stay with her, live with her for a while, and, and to help her. And so I told her that I would take her, I would drive her to Reno, and that I'd just fly home. So I drove her in her car to Reno. And we left Kerrville here one morning real early, and we got somewhere in, into Arizona. And um, 
we stopped and we stayed in a hotel. And that night, about 3 o'clock in the morning, I, ha I had a vision. I wasn't ac actually awakened till later, but I had a vision. And prior to this day, there were things that I had to overcome with my mother just because of things in our lives and our family. And I had to overcome these things. And so I had discernment about my mother's life and some things that were not right in her life. I had discernment about that. But at 3 o'clock in the morning in this hotel room, I'm in one bed and she's in another bed, I had this vision of this massive umbilical cord coming out of my stomach or coming from her stomach to my stomach. And, and in this vision, the Lord, I, I heard the Lord speak to me that, there, that the spirit of Apollyon, the destroyer spirit, has been against your mom all of her life, and generationally it's against you. I heard him say that. And I woke up out of the sleep, I mean, just pouring sweat. Because in the dream, what I saw was myself with a sword and just severing and cutting that umbilical cord. Just, whoosh, I saw it. I, I can say in 37 plus years of salvation that I've, I've only had a number of times where the gift of the discerning of spirits came through me. But this was one of them. I mean, I, I, that hadn't happened to me a lot. But I have great expectation. You can't, you can't, you know, trick God into using you, you know, and to flow in that gift through you. But I have great expectation today. As I've been studying this, I feel like God is saying it's, a, it's right now time for these gifts to operate through his people. And I cut that thing in half, and when I woke up, I was pouring sweat. And the Lord gave me a word of knowledge, okay, in that moment, he gave me a word of knowledge. And the word of knowledge was this. That that destroy your spirit, that it destroyed up to that point in my life and past, was defeated. And a word won't just work for you. You have to work it. You have to take it and apply it. Right? And so... I had discernment about things with my mom, but I never knew that that spirit was assigned to her life. I never knew that. And the fact that it was revealed to me, what's helped to profit her is after that time, a number of years later, she got born again. And I've been able to pray over her and help her and support her and, and make sure that that, that demon spirit doesn't have that control over her life. It's amazing how God can use you to bless your parents. How God can use you to be a blessing to your spouse or to people sometimes that are closest to you because of these gifts of the Spirit in operation. That's why they're so vitally important. And again, it's not something you can work up, and if I pray hard enough, and if I do enough studying, then I'm going to have wisdom and knowledge. And it's not wisdom, knowledge, and discernment. It's the gift of a peace, 
of how God thinks and how he sees things. And then he'll reveal to you what's working against us, and also he'll reveal to us what's working for us. Can you say amen? Tonight and and next week, we're going to just really spend a little more time defining what this gift is and how it operates. But, um, and then at the end of, as I've been doing, at the end of that message next week, if you have questions that I haven't answered in my exhaustive teaching on each of these gifts, if I haven't covered every little thing and you have a question about it, make sure to keep those questions and ask those questions about, you know, the specific gift, the gift of discerning of spirits. Amen? Heavenly Father, tonight, I thank you for the privilege that you've given me to preach the word to these people. I thank you, Lord, for their lives. I believe that they have ears that hear, they have eyes that see, and they have hearts that understand you. That they're developing more and more daily their ability to hear you, and as they do, that they are in a position to allow these amazing, spiritual, supernatural gifts to work and flow through them to create supernatural manifestations in the lives, in, in their own lives, but also in the lives of other people. Tonight, Lord, we purpose to, real, to realize and to remember that the love of God covers a multitude of sins. We're not here to judge and to hold people down. We're here to love people and be used and allow these gifts to flow through our lives. Tonight, Lord, we bless you and we honor you and we give you all the praise. And everybody said amen.